Hello, MG Squad, and welcome to the podcast. My name is Alan, typically tagged as Dark Knight, trademark pending. I'm, I have to sort that out. I'm telling you right now. But anyway, I'm never going to get tired of it. So, hey. So, and I am today's host for the podcast. Hopefully, everyone is staying aside and staying safe. Today, we have full squad. So, everybody say hi. Howdy. Hey. Hello. Good, good, good. A quick update from MG Squad. As some of you may know, it is Sickle Cell September. With that in mind, we have a couple of events in store for you. First, this Saturday, 19th, we'll be having our 24-hour stream to raise awareness and funds for the Blood Fund. So come down and say hi. I will be personally playing Fall Guys or Among Us or a host of other games in my slot. Second, the week after that, we are having a community coming together for Change Day, where some of the communities that you have seen on the summit will be battling us at MG for the benefit and achievement of being the best of all communities and it's all for a good cause that's the mg update today's topic discussion as you know mg is dedicated to increasing diversity and inclusion in the games industry in addition to all of that all that we do to make this happen, we will also be conducting a series of interviews with various people of colour in the games industry to highlight and promote all the work that they do. In layman terms, basically talking to an individual who personifies the value of meddling gamers. Today we have Cuddle Cure, <laughs> a professional esports and Twitch streamer and YouTube content creator and Instagrammer. Grammar? <laughs> Instagram uh, influencer? <laughs> yeah, okay. For the team, for the team Equinox. Her typical games she normally plays are fighting games, specifically Tekken 7. And the characters you compete with are Alyssa and Ling. Is it Xiao Yu? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes. So welcome to the podcast, Cuddle. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm excited to be here and to talk a little <laughs> bit about my journey and what I've been doing. Yes, sir. That's amazing. We are so grateful to have you yeah. here because we're very also we're, we're looking into esports as mm. mainly gamers, and so to have an esports yeah. giant here <laughs> is amazing. Yeah. Talk to us mere mortals. <laughs> it's kind of like a little bit starstruck, to be yes. completely honest. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my first question is like a, a, a run in the mill question, but it needs to be asked. Origin story. What is it, and <laughs> why did you decide to get into gaming? Oh, okay. So, like, when did I start gaming and, and uh, why? From the very beginning. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, You know, <laughs> I was a little kid. Uh, and my dad still is a huge gamer. But uh, when, when I was, uh, like, five or six, my dad was really still into gaming. He had a PS1, PS2. He was always getting the PlayStations, with, you know, the, the newest versions of them whenever they would drop every so many years. And he had a ton of games every single time. And one of the genres of games he always had was fighting games. Like, mm -hmm. always. I always kind of saw, I always found that my dad was kind of more like, uh, he had Final Fantasy, like, eight but he did, he could not finish it. He just wasn't that kind of, he likes to brawl. He likes to like hack and slash. That's why he likes God of War so much. You know, it's very straightforward for him. Uh, it's been that way as long as I can remember. But um, he had Tekken, he had Soul Calibur, he had Virtual Fighter. He had a like a really like off the wall fighting game called Cardinal Sin. Like all these like all beginning right. fighting games yeah. like at the time. And, uh, you know, parents do that thing where they want to involve their kids. They want to involve their kids <laughs> in, in the things that they like. And it's that something that they share together. It's a bond. And that's something that I ended up sharing with my dad, uh, my sisters as well. But specifically with me and my dad, we really like enjoyed playing video games together, whether it was me solving a level for him or like us playing against each other. And we would compete against each other. And it was always so funny because as a kid, you, you know, whatever you're feeling just comes out. You don't know how to maintain the levels of anger you have. You're just like, yeah. I want to beat you. It's always so funny because uh, he always would say, instead of getting mad, you know, practice, practice, mm. practice, practice. And uh, that's something that I always kind of kept with me as a little kid. But um, mm. yeah, and I ended up loving games ever since then like especially Tekken and I had I, I once I was able to get an allowance and stuff I always would save my money and just buy games uh the older I got I just I was just more competitive I play online and um once I got to like the age of like maybe 18 or 19 um and I had like I would I would go with my friends to like locals because at the time Tekken Tag 2 was was the game 
yeah. being played. And so I became very involved in my community that way after befriending a group of uh, young young men who were like in my scene and they were so friendly, very like welcoming, very inviting. So it made it easy for me to like transition into like being in that kind of community, uh, the Chicago Tekken scene, the Chicago fighting game scene. Uh, so yeah, that's kind of just a little bit of where I started. Yeah, I'm so glad because normally whenever someone gets like a group of guys, it normally goes like it veers off in another direction. But I'm so yeah. glad for, for once it's actually positive, like yeah. to get under your wing. So, um, <laughs> so what is it that you do day to day? Like, what is the life of a Twitch Tekken pro player? Like, explain that to me. Do you just train, train, train and beat people up in, in Tekken, of course? <laughs> Not yeah. Yeah. You never know. <laughs> you know, it's 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 kind of like training is a big part, but mm. it's it's a lot more than that. Um because I, I always say like it's not enough for you to be a player. Being a player is cool. Like, you know, that's cute and all, but it's like, you know, yeah, I can be a player all day, but I you know, I people have to really understand and learn how to be well-rounded. That's how the business mm. part of it really like comes in. And I think yeah. people uh I think players really fail to get into that. I think with the state of like the FGC and like the world right now, it's really forcing people to kind of tap into those different parts, uh, mm -hmm. like the content creation, um, like the merchandise, like the marketing of yourself, like your brand, what is it? Strategizing in regards to promoting yourself. Uh, mm -hmm. So yeah, that actually, to be honest, like every day there's something different. Like it's whether I'm on a business call, um, collaborating with someone, uh, creating a schedule for the week, uh, the days that I will be streaming. What will I be streaming when I stream? Because it will be Tekken based, but I really mix it up. Like, are we going to be analyzing old school Tekken? Are we going to be playing some games? Uh, is it sub fight Thursdays? Like, it's stuff like that because people like, yeah, you want to make sure it's like fun content that gets the community involved too. Um, and along with that, yeah, I do train. Um, but I, I mean, I just had a tournament <laughs> that I was in yesterday and like the tournaments happen all the time too. So like, even with like us not being able to go offline, like we still are involved with stuff online and, and planning for the next like different events that we want to do. Um, like, like with my team and uh, I'm, I'm a Tekken 7 coach for EXO Academy. So I have my own student. I was hired on to, uh, to teach uh, a young woman how, how like, other aspects of Tekken to like amp mm -hmm. her game, you know, it just yeah, a coach, a coach, but it, it, it promotes yeah. the, 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 um, it promotes women getting more yeah. competitive or, you know, and being more like, uh, ready for when they're in tournaments. That's what they promote. It's yeah. women, uh, female candidates specifically, um, okay. which I thought was really awesome. So they, they brought me on board. It's their second season. So that's been a really huge thing that I've been taking on. I create lessons. I have lesson plans for my student. Yeah. I teach her once every week for a month um it's a really big deal um yeah. but yeah that that's there's a lot of stuff that i could talk about like but that those are some of the things that i, I really have been tapping into and youtube content because i also have a podcast and i also upload my fights and like there's a lot of stuff but um, very impressive. yeah it's it's you know you kind of learning i'm learning a lot but i i'm glad i don't have to do it by myself because i have a, a manager who's really like supportive mm. and is all about helping like get me to like help me to improve in those areas that I need to for my brand and, you know, just for myself. So. Mm. That's incredible. Like yeah. That, yeah. truly the sheer amount of things that you have to consider uh, that you perhaps looking from our point of view that you wouldn't even think. I mean, like exactly. it's not easy for us to think that, you know, Oh, you just must do a lot of training yeah. on the game. And it's like, mm. you're entirely right. Just thinking about things like your brand, your marketing, different streams of content how to keep it fresh that's truly truly it, yeah, so interesting it, it sounds like you, you're attacking on all fronts i need to know what what petrol are you drinking to keep you fueled for <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I have off days like i i had to make a schedule at some point because it's easy to become a workaholic you know we've all been there and it's I like know. i i have to literally like on twitch they have this feature now that's called like you know, they have a schedule they literally make your schedule. <laughs> so like what I do is I always do Tuesdays, Tuesdays, Thursdays, Saturdays, Sundays, uh, because I have something coming up where I'm like, I'm working with someone and it's, <laughs> I'll have to kind of like, it, that's why the schedule really works. Cause if I'm really busy, then like there's Mondays, Wednesdays, well, I'm going to be working like, you know, I'm working on that. Okay. So then on Tuesdays, Thursdays, Saturdays, Sundays, 
I have more time to stream and do this other stuff, but you have to plan it out. And like I said, it's just never enough to just play. I think just playing is like, nobody knows anything about you. It's kind of whack. Like it's, it's very much so like you're just, nobody knows anything about you, but if you're trying to get sports, you really have to be willing to put yourself out there. And I know so many talented players who like, they're amazing. And some of them I train with, and like they don't really that's not who they are and, and then you know that's fine but i always feel like i'm like we're not in the type of community where like we can just play oh, and that and, and get paid for that that it doesn't mm. really work like that and, and if when it gets to that point where your your accolades and that's all you have to do to, to you know get noticed and get a sponsor that that's fine mm-hmm. but we <sighs> In this type of community, I always feel like people have to be willing to like go outside of their comfort zone because of the kind of work we have to put in, and like mm. we have to work twice as hard uh, compared to like a FPS like community kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Do you know what? That's um, that's something that we frequently ask. Actually, a lot of the people that come onto this podcast, like, what advice would you give people trying to do the same thing and you know, it, like similar industries? You've really answered the question right there, saying that you have to go out of your comfort zone. You yeah. have to. Be willing to do all these different things to make you more well-rounded. So, thank you for that. You've asked, mm. you've asked one of our key questions before we've even asked it. Oh, it's it's no problem. I just feel like it's a thing that needs to be discussed because, uh, um, I think definitely during the tournament season last year, it, it was it's hard. Uh, you're trying to do your thing. I remember I was with a completely different. Um, I was on a completely different pr- uh, platform, and you know because they. Uh, they were looking for fighting game content people and I was on there like as a partner and it was cool, but it really like you, you have to really kind of like when you're trying to like build your brand, you have to really consider who you're like working with. And is it really like pushing you? Because at the end of the day, once I was, uh, once I was done and then like the partnership was done, I felt like I had nothing. I had gotten nothing, but maybe like a bit of money, but it wasn't, I got money from it, but it wasn't, it didn't build my brand because it wasn't an established platform. And, uh, yeah. So really like focusing on you, your brand is just so huge because you're taking like Twitch. I had my whole audience over there. Right. So when I came back, I really just hit the ground running with it and really kind of like, kind of like reinventing how I wanted my Twitch to be, which has been really nice. But at the same time, it's, it's like, there's so much trial and error with it, Mm -hmm. but you want to make sure at the end of the day that it's still expanding your brand, like you as the individual. And it's not just benefiting one person. Mm. Actually, um, my next question is because you touched upon it briefly. um, Fighting games tend to be, especially from um 1990s to around about the mid to 2010s they were very much marketed towards male gamers because of the high competitiveness within that kind of um within that kind of genre and you're obviously competing at the very highest end of it so how has it been like being a black woman in a very male dominated sport arena competing at such a high level um has there been any kind of like I, I don't want to like put you on the spot but like has there been any kind of like um sometimes like with my sister um when she got into fps there was a lot of um oh you don't play fps that's too much of a man's game that's too much of a male game or they have the need to question her about like what kind of gun do you use that kind of thing just to try and prove her yeah. authenticity my skill level game. and my stats i have to like have a rundown of these are my stats and these are how many kills i have and yeah this is my kill death ratio kind of thing so it's always difficult as a woman in i feel like in games in the gaming industry and a fighting game which people stereotypically look like oh there's a straight white guy and he's competing and blah 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 and as a black woman i can't imagine like how it's been for you yeah Um, so but like have you had any kind of what are your experiences in that regard like has has it been like it could it could be like you haven't encountered this before or is it um you get that judgment or that second guessing where, oh, you're here. Yeah. Do you ever feel like you have an additional weight on your shoulders being a black woman in this industry? Um, I mean, I've earned my place. Like, as a top uh, American player and a, a yeah. top international player, I've earned my, my place. So, like, yeah. <laughs> so that's what's one of those things where it's like, uh, yeah, like nobody really looks like me. Uh, and that top 
20 and in those top 10s nobody looks like me at all like there's black people kind of in it but like black women there's like none and i'm the only one that i know of when it comes mm. to that and i mean especially in the american top 10 i'm the only black woman in it um Wow. Well, of America. Oh my yeah, God. Yeah. And when it comes to like international players, there's, I don't really, uh, but the top ones, uh, even when it comes to like me being like that kind of player, there's no black women really in it mm. like that. Mm. You know, I feel like I think I'm the only one for that too. So it's just, it's weird. It, 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 it's at first, it, I mean, I don't know. When I played, it was very normal. It was normal. Um, Cause I just wanted to play and mm. I'm playing at the highest level. Uh, when I sit down, I mean, that person are playing and that's, that's it. Um, you know, my, my color doesn't come into play when it comes to that. Uh, we're both trying to beat each other yeah. when it does become a problem, um, is when, <laughs> uh, the, the fine game community, I, and I really feel, and I was talking to my girlfriend about this. Yes, there is this, this problem where women have to always show that they're valid in this community mm -hmm. even though we've yeah. done just as much as anybody else my girlfriend uh alicia uh she literally talked about it she talked about it and in, in a post she is a top commentator for so caliber she discussed it and um she said when it what is when is it going to be enough she she literally posted all her like commentary gigs and how how yeah. prestigious they were and everything and there was a problem in regards to it um mm. And and I'm sure she'll discuss it more. But no, she. It was obviously questioned her skill level, even though she she's commentated top spots all the time yeah. and Evo top eight and like so caliber world like finals. I think think so, there's so much stuff that she's done, and yeah. she, and again, it always feels like you know she said it. It feels like, you know, I should. She's like, why does it feel like I should be. I should be honored to to be considered by them. She's like, no, I deserve these spots. That's mm -hmm. yeah, exactly right. Because uh, they never guess, they never second guess uh, men, even when they mess up terribly mm. <laughs> on the mic in regards to commentary. Um, so, uh, mm, mm. I feel like a lot of the time, I mean, when I play, like, there's a lot of res uh, there's respect there. Yeah, but yeah, of course, there's going to be those ignorant few who. Think that somebody's trying to go easy on me when in all actuality like logically you know nobody in their right mind would ever go easy <laughs> on someone when there's money on the line like yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. like no matter who anybody who's like nobody whoever you talk to it's especially the international players there's nothing but respect for me they're like no she's like you know cuddles really strong she's strong she's strong like that's it like mm -hmm. there's never any like literal there's no doubt there um yeah. and and <laughs> you know of course i know that there are ignorant people who have something to say but i mm. but like my my whole my history my record shows for itself for as long as i can remember um so that's why i am where i am and that's why i'm at i'm in i'm, I'm, I'm in the position that i'm at but mm. um i definitely have said more than once that uh, the american fgc I a lot of the time I don't really feel welcomed. I really feel like it's it's very it's a lot of ignorance, it's a lot of racism. And there, are, yes, there the other communities, yeah, they have it too. But it, it, it they feel more welcoming. They do. Um, mm, the 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 American FGC is really weird. It's ugly head when it comes to how they treat black women, how they treat black people, how they'll literally turn the other way when somebody in a certain position says something about black people like like very ignorant right they, they'll they kind of like give them like a chance even though they should have been like it's kind of it's kind of like they ask black people to brush it off because yeah. they aren't black they aren't black and for some reason they feel like they can speak for us that is a huge problem in this community i'm actually really not a fan of it when if we really just respected people's opinions in the first place and respected people's players and members of the community we wouldn't have this problem um and if we had rules that that kept people in check but um. Yeah. Uh, I get you. I hear you. I don't want you to touch quick. We're kind of going down a um a hole that can be um. It needs to actually. You know, I take it back. It, this needs to be talked about. This needs to be said because until it's normalized, where you can feel welcome, then the issue is not really going to change. Yeah, and I something needs to be done as well. Especially with the way that it is right now, I really don't. I'm not really a, a huge fan. 
<laughs> of the American FGC. I actually really don't care much for it. Mm. Yeah. So I really just t stick to my circle, especially after kind of like the the amount of racist, sexist, homophobic things that have happened in gaming companies. Yeah. And yeah, and, and, and in my own community. I'm mm, yeah, no. I, I it's it's a lot. <laughs> so that's why it's always good to have your your own people, man. Yeah. Like it's so important. Uh yeah, overall I I really enjoyed my experiences, but it's, 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 you know, now. Yeah. Yeah, I could really do without and I really would mm -hmm. like that, that need to be fixed. That's why I speak up and that's why I speak up with the other women and people who notice the problem. Like leaders mm -hmm. who speak up about these things because they need to be changed. It's not easy mm -hmm. sometimes because sometimes people will just say shut up and play. But no, that's oh. not what it is. And we oh. can't do that. And then nothing will change. And then, mm -hmm. and all the people that I'm, you know, saying, hey, you know, I, how am I supposed to welcome anybody into this community when it's so corrupted? I can't. I can't. Mm. Well, speaking of um, your skill, you compete at a very high level. Can you just like give me a taster <laughs> of what it's like to competing at that level? Hmm. Competing at that level could be very odd. Uh, a lot of people compare it to chess and yeah. uh, like with the mind games, but I honestly feel like sometimes it's like a dance. It's very fast and sometimes it's really, really slow, but it's like this this switch that you turn on and off all the time because you're either playing, playing really fast or playing really slow. And the decision-making is so like such a split second and it could change everything. Um, and playing at that level <laughs> for like a whole day, in a tournament or just playing at that level when you're training with someone is I think sometimes it gives you such a high because you feel like you're getting stronger especially if your training partner is 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 on point which my training partner is Shadow and Shadow 20z I you know he's my one of my best friends and he's one of the best players in the world so playing with someone like that all the time uh at a high level when we we even use different characters we even use different characters against each other and it's still high level and it feels really good. It feels really good. It feels like a back and forth game, especially when people know how you play. Mm -hmm. uh, you really have to change up what you do. Um, I really enjoy that. And even at high level, there's always still stuff that you can learn. There's always these situational things in Tekken that you're like, oh, there's like a million different situations where you have never seen them, a million different interactions. And so then, you know, it just, it makes it interesting. It makes it exciting. Um, playing at that level uh, for two plus years now, um, I really enjoyed it. It's it's been real. It's been quite a journey, because you kind of you 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 think of yourself at one point. You when I started with Equinox, um, I already had three like three ish years of competing under my belt, but that was in the uh, the country. It was that was in the country, and I wasn't. I was only competing so much, so I was getting little bits of information here and there. But it it you know I. I wasn't exposed to everything yet uh, when it came to competing. Mm -hmm. So then when I joined Equinox after I graduated, it was very much so like, I kind of just, you know, you hit the ground running and they sent me to a <laughs> right away. I, I, the first event I went to was Canada Cup. And that was like, I got fourth and it was like really fun. And I like, beat a lot of really good players, but uh, uh, yeah. And then you kind of, I went there and then I went to Amsterdam and I got fourth again. And I had to be, I had to go, out of the 320 people for an LCQ. And that was like a really yeah. interesting like introduction to it all. Cause I had to go to, I, I was in two different countries. Well, not countries, two different places. Well, cause Canada is really, it's just North America, but it's just a whole other part <laughs> or whatever. But um, Amsterdam was the first, like, you know, I'd never gone to another country to compete. And it gave me a good idea of what it's like to compete at like a high level and that I was capable of doing it. So yeah. it, Competing against those different types of people in different places, it really, it tests, uh, it, it makes you understand like how you're adapting. Um, mm. It kind of boosts your stamina in regards to the playing, adapting to time zone differences, cultural differences, different types of players, different types of play styles. It's actually, it's quite exciting and it teaches you a lot about other people too. I, I just feel like he was educated. This needs to be a film. This, this is wonderful. Yes. Yeah, this is like an epic to see like somebody like, you know what I mean? Go on this journey. And, and and I always just assumed it was you just play the game every Sunday. You know what I mean? And you just yeah, play it. Yeah. But this seems like a, a, a manga adaptation. You know, like a film or yeah, something. It exactly. Seems, it seems so demanding. And, yeah, I, you know, I have to ask, it, what else do you do to, to like, 
you know what I mean, defrag and, and relax because there must be times where you're, you're up against an impossible opponent or oppositely when you say that certain things click and fall into places, some things must just fall apart. I mean, I used to play competitive games like online, like Overwatch and whatnot, and it just fell apart after some parts. And I end up launching my controller at the wall, <laughs> essentially. But like, how how do you stop yourself from tilting and raging and and, and just giving up? Uh, tilting and raging, I feel like, are beginning levels of people entering into certain parts of the game. Um, tilting and raging is not something I think that higher level players do, but they do get frustrated because mm-hmm. like we don't really have time to tilt and rage and throw our controllers. To be honest, um, just <laughs> the controllers. Well, you get an advantage. You know, yes. <laughs> Dollars you know, a hundred plus, yeah. two hundred plus dollars for a stiff. Oh, we don't have time to. We can't do that. But I, I, I understand. I understand what you're saying. Um, so to, hmm, I have not raged about anything, uh, in years. I mean, when I was doing that was when I didn't. When I was mad about something, it was when I didn't understand matchups. That was it. So over the years, mm. I just learned matchups. Like that was that was it. Like and and once I knew that the more you know stuff in this game, yeah. the yeah. more control you have, the more studying you do, the 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 better opponents that you play prepare mm. you. They prepare you. And, and and studying footage is such a huge part of being becoming better. Because like I, there there have been times where I've lost, everybody loses, but like I would always improve and get better by watching what I lost to in the match. Mm-hmm. And I would watch like different people go against the character. Um, mm. I would study in practice mode. Uh, you recreate the situation by recording it and you find out how to defend against it. Like that, that's how you do with that. There's literally like no time to really just be like, and then like just rage. It, I, personally for me, I, when I think about raging, I find it very toxic because um, it comes out in really bad ways for some people. And I've seen it in the community and it looks really bad. And, and even at the highest level, I've seen people um, <laughs> I've, seen them, uh, I've seen them rage and it's not professional and then that's what you're known for and it's a really bad yeah. look yeah. Uh, it's you know. recorded as well so it's always out there you know yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I can tell you a- <laughs> yeah. and I, oh my god one, one, one player you know I love him to death but at one point he was known as the rager and, uh, you know they had a, they had a good old laugh with was it was a, it was a clip of him at a second tournament and i think he lost and the first thing he did is that he chucked the controller he chucked it somewhere yeah and i was like why i said you're such a talented player why would you do that to yourself and i'm just like whatever man like i you know like th- that is I never want that. I, I never want that to be me. Like, yeah. do I get frustrated? Yes, but I get frustrated at myself. I never get mad about somebody like beating me. I because I I was the one who lost. That's my fault. Mm-hmm. They outplayed me. Or if it was something small, like then we just fix it for next time. Like like I said, there's no room. There's really no room to get mad when you could use that time practicing. <laughs> Hello, I've got to admit, you have such a fantastic outlook on what you do. Like. It's, yeah. it's so amazing mm. to see such positivity and positive outlook on you know everything that you do because it really shines through that your excitement your enthusiasm and just how much you clearly still love this yeah, game definitely. like I, I just you know what I think I had this idea that you know maybe when you get to your kind of level that you know it's possible that you could lose some of the passion for it but it's mm. so not the case listening to you it's so clear that you know, you still get so much energy from this. I mean, it's, yeah, it's just fantastic. It really is listening. You know, I, I mean, this game has been such a big part of my childhood and my mm. life. And, you know, even when I was in college and even like I was still playing here and there, I was busy, but like every <laughs> every two weeks, I would still find at least one day or two days to play. Because uh, I still, I still loved it. And um I I got invited to to play Tekken on TV during college, and I still found time. I found time to go. I won with my team, and then I came back, went back to work. Like you, you make time for the stuff that 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 matters to you. But um, solid advice. I, I just I don't know. I feel like because I'm in so many different realms of it now, and it, it it's not boring to me. Uh, I'm I'm also always like using my my like uh, anything I study. Mm. Whether it's like uh, changing my play style or applying something new to it, that's really fun for me because I I mentally like 
testing my brain as I'm streaming. Like I'm practicing, I'm practicing as I'm streaming. So, cause I know like there's so much stuff I can, I can do better. And, um, and, and I, you know, when I see those like improvements based on my studying, like in tournaments, I'm like, oh my God, I did it. And I'm like, I knew it. And, <laughs> and if I just keep it up, I'm like, okay, like I, I know I can do it. It's just because there's when you see those kinds of improvements, whether it's like you get a gig or like a teaching gig or like, you know, you get interviewed for something or like you beat somebody that you didn't beat before or like you see the changes in your play style, or you place a certain way in a tournament. Those kinds of things really motivate you and make you, they, they don't make you tired. They make you hungry. They make you hungry to, to push even more because you still feel like you've got it. You're like, I still got it. Cause you're still <laughs> relevant in it. You know, like you're very relevant. It's not like you just stop. No, you're not retired. Like some of my <laughs> friends just became, I don't know. I just, some of my friends retired recently and they're like around my age and I'm really mad at them, but um, <laughs> no, but I, I'm not in that place yet. Cause I, I told mm -hmm. my mom, I said, there's still so much I feel like, you know, for me to mm -hmm. do here. So. I, I, listen, yeah. talking to you, I can do nothing but completely agree with your statement there. Cause it's so clear how much you still want to do. Yes. Yeah. What I really, really hope that people listening to this, you know, even just one person takes your advice to heart of just keeping at it, learning from your experiences. Don't rage, just keep going, use it, learn from it and keep going. It's, I really think you could apply it to so many different things, so many different aspects of life that I really hope that people take that to heart because it's solid advice in gaming and everything else as well. Yeah. Um, Cardo, um, you, this is a fighting game and you're talking about teams like you have a team behind you like yeah. i'm an idiot i thought that you know there's just there's one person and a manager and that's it but <laughs> the way you talk you talk like there's an actual like there's you've got squad mates who like enter the competition with you and you train with them and you talk with them like there's I, i'm assuming this is under equinox that you have this team um yes. what is that like because i'm I just educate me because i'm like <laughs> In a fighting game, how how is there a squad mate who you, I'm, I'm assuming it's someone that you train with, who you talk with, you know, like, have you got any tips to give me that one, two back and forth? Yeah. And what do you think the importance of that is as well, having a team behind you, especially as someone who wants to go pro, you know, is it, mm -hmm. is it important to have a team? Mm, yes. Okay. So when I spoke about teams, there's two different types, <laughs> but they're still oh. on, on the same team. Um, they're, mm. all, they're, they're still on Equinox. So sometimes for Tekken, there's this really fun thing that we do where they, they're team battles where you have like, you know, you'll have like a tournament and there's different teams, like teams of three. And uh, there's like maybe five teams of three and we go against each other. Like there's tournaments like that. Uh, and they happen all around. Like sometimes they're teams of five or teams of 12, like Korea versus Japan or like a, Tons of different teams go to like Cali to play in like a team tournament called like there was a tournament called Strong Style and ours was Team Equinox because we have at the time like last year we had uh, um, Dimeback who's from Korea he's he's uh, he's he's on our team as a pro tech and player Joey Fury from America pro tech and player and me pro tech and player so we all you know we made a team Team Equinox for that team tournament um, so yeah it is really uh, even for things like that. It's so fun because we we get to strategize and we get to talk the game, but we're there for each other. It's like a team building activity, and mm. uh, we get to display well at the same time displaying some of the best Tekken ever. Mm. And our play styles are also different, which is kind of like a wild card. But we all are very strong, so um, you know there's a lot of strategy involved, and it, it it's really fun because you get to bond and you get to build your team mm. that way. Um, it's important to get to know the people on your team. Um, having yeah. a team is, is is huge. It's important, uh, an effective team. There's, mm. there's a difference. There's a lot of um, teams, uh, or sorry, organizations in the community that I feel are just very like, eh, eh. If you don't, <laughs> if, if you don't know a lot of, I always say like, if you don't know a lot about those teams, don't just jump for the, to the first thing that is offered to you. Uh, that's not the way it should go. You want to make sure it's a team that has your best interests because they could really just mess you over, which I've seen too many times. And then drama bursts into the community and it's just a whole thing. And then the team disappears because, you know, it, it was what it was founded on was was fake in the first place. Uh, or the people who were running it just had too much of their own baggage. Um, so it's really important that people understand that if you're going to be on a team, you really got to do some research and you can't just jump to the first one, depending. Um, 
if a, if a friend is on the team, ask the friend what they think about the team, how long have they been on the team. Um, yeah, and things like that. But honestly, the type of team that we have, Equinox, there's so many di- uh, diverse people on it. It's, it's super diverse. We have every different color of person to every different type of profession. Um, everybody has this uni- 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 uh, a unique skill. Um, they're wonderful. I really like them. I think it's very well-rounded. Um, just, you know, and there's tons of men and tons of women. So, like, you have a deck of just a rainbow of people on there, and it's, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. I like and everybody gets along really well. I'm really close to my manager. I'm really close to a lot of people on the team. I've taken trips mm-hmm. with my manager. Like, I was, I went to Japan to train, and she, oh. she came with me. She came with me. Oh. We were there for two weeks, and I spent time with, like, the players there a lot and her. And, and we're very close. But, mm. we, you know, she's, she's taught me a lot. She's like a mentor. And, and I've learned a lot from the other people on the team, too. I've gotten really close with a lot of them. And, mm. I, you know, it's a family, too. But it's so business. But it's very, she, you know, my manager has my back. You know, like she, I, I don't know how, how many ways I could say it. But she, she also understands how much, you know, um, like my ethnicity and the pride of it mm. means to me. She 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 understands how how much it means to me, and how yeah. there are problems in the community when it comes to like racial problems. How she how she yeah. has my back in regards to those things. It's really that's huge, and because I've seen the insensitivity when it comes to that on other teams. Mm. I've seen it, and I and I've seen how people want to jump on a bandwagon when it comes to like Black Lives Matter stuff and all that. Mm. My manager was never like that. Um, she always cared because whenever I told her about those things she understood it for what it was and we always would talk through those things because she might not go through some of it but like mm-hmm. being able to talk to her about it was yeah. uh, is, is very it's, it's huge. Mm-hmm. That's definitely mm-hmm. true. um okay i think that's also very important in terms of being able to discuss these things because some people even if they don't go through it the fact that they'll understand and empathize is crucial you know yes 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 Especially if you're facing something like that, especially when it's sort of a racial thing, it can be a very sensitive subject. Mm. Should you bring it up, will they understand? Um, and if they're not of the same race, you're like, oh, they might not understand. But when someone actually will take their time to listen, especially a manager, someone in a managerial role, mm. that is, I think, crucial in terms of that. And the fact that it's such a diverse team just goes to show yeah. that they're practicing what they're preaching kind of thing, you know, it, before it was popular. And and that and it 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 means a lot. It means a lot to me that she's able to do that because uh, or even like you know when I want to talk to her about how I'm being represented in regards to something or how like I'm being portrayed if it's like for tournament stuff you know, mm-hmm. and like <laughs> it's it, she 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 understands very much so because she she wants to take care of her players, like how we're represented is very important to her. So that is. That's amazing. Kind of that is wonderful to hear, and it's so good that you're well, in such a safe space mm. as well. And if only other teams could, you know, just pay attention. Jesus, I'm sorry, kind. I don't want to. <laughs> to that kind of. You know. it, it, it's important to listen to your players. You know, they're not just numbers; they're people too. Um, yeah. you know, you got to make sure they're doing well because if they're feeling well, doing well, you know, you got to help uplift, uplift them because they make your team look good, brings in more revenue for you, more promotion, more publicity. So. I wish that was something. I wish it feels like common sense is just not that common. I'm telling you, it's so true. If everyone thought that way, there would be peace on that. Yeah, I wish. I wish. We we will all wish together. But you know, um, now I want to talk about Tekken because. I've seen, I run on your Twitch that you, I don't, I don't want to say main because like you've just explained before that you are very well-rounded, but you, on your Twitch, it says that Alyssa and Ling are your two primary fighters in Tekken 7. Yeah. And mm-hmm. yes. I'm not um, savvy with Tekken 7. I'm, I'm, I'm born from Mortal Kombat, but mm-hmm. I understand that when it comes to fighting games, how I am as a person, how I am as a character is very much reflected in the kind of, players that I play and the kind of characters that I play. So for instance, for me, for example, I used to play Zob Zero because he was very um, defensive as a character, but then I used to go all out with him. I used to go be really offensive with him. That is how I am as a person. I'm very defensive, but then I'm just like, I'm just crazy and I'm out there. So <laughs> when it comes to like, are any of the characters that you play, do you feel that they also reflect like an aspect of your personality? Mm, yes. 
Uh, it's funny because I also made a tweet. I've made tweets about it. Uh, I, talk, <laughs> I, I talked about it before. I'm like, I think I, I said I was like, I feel when people pick characters, it really reflects who they are. Uh, mm. You know, whether it's the aesthetic of them or um, like are their play style, those kinds of things. Mm. And for me, like Ling Xiaoyu was like one of my first characters when I was like younger. Um, and honestly, she was just very happy-go-lucky, and but she was deceptive in the sense that she was like this clumsy, like young girl. But she also packed a punch, and mm. she was evasive yet could do a lot of damage. She was tricky, and um, mm. she liked to have she liked to, she liked to have fun with it. And I really like those kinds of characters. Also, her clothing was really bright, you know. Just I I love that, and um, mm. that's actually a big part of my personality. Um. I'm very like boisterous and I'm very emotional, but I'm also very expressive and I like a lot of like brighter colors. Um, I'm, I'm very dynamic when it comes to that kind of stuff. I can't really, when I talk, I'm always moving. <laughs> my hands are literally <laughs> right now, my hands are moving. Um, but yeah, it's just, yeah, so I really connected to the character like that. But at the same time, I, I like to have fun. I'm very upbeat in that sense. Alisa, uh, yeah. Alisa is very sweet, but the, the mm-hmm. difference with that is that she is like, hi, I'm Elisa. I must kill you now. And I'm like, hi, that's also also me because I'll be like, yeah, you know, I I am a thoughtful person. I'm I'm a sweet person when I want to be, but when it's go time and I need to take you out or if I need to get something, if I need to get something done, there's no other words that need to be said. It's getting done. And then that's it. And that's why I love both characters so much. literally like explained on the website it says she excels at slowly chipping down her opponent that is literally what yeah. it's literally what just described like wow i love it i love it uh, alisa and then for ling it says that she's a fighter who specializes in pressuring the opponent while they're getting up from being knocked down <laughs> like damn these characters are crazy but yeah, yeah. um we discussed it before, and I know I don't just want to go back onto it. We discussed it before, like how the FGC can be very toxic, especially to um for people of color and LGBTQI. Mm. And obviously, here at yes. I mean, Gamers, we are all about sort of highlighting, promoting, and uplifting yeah. um, people of color, especially because they are not at the forefront when we we all do play a lot of games and. Mm. Sometimes it's difficult for us, the racism and sexism that we face mm. online and the skepticism sometimes that women gamers receive. Um, and the fact that we always have to work harder or prove that we are actually here to game. Mm. Um, so obviously that's something that's, you know, that's what Meddling Gamers is about, is about mm. uplifting people and stuff. And something that is a toxic place, what, someone like you who is in esports, what do you think could help sort of shift the tide in that regard is it it for them to listen or what um i think it should be way more than just listening listening and putting things into action because um people can listen all day and i've noticed that people like to listen a whole lot but do a whole lot of nothing and that's what needs to change because Mm. i think there's these especially with the black lives matter movement that really like because we're all at home our communities were really showing what they were about when it came to it why is it now that this stuff matters to your company because then after that kind of died down then it's like you saw nothing and it just showed yet again how insensitive racially insensitive parts of uh the community can be so i think there needs to be like genuine conversations and genuine action um taken um like and like certain individuals are literally went out of their way to raise money for those uh for that for that movement for, they gave to different like organizations and charities and mm-hmm. they were doing that stuff before they were doing that stuff during and they're they're doing it after and that's the kind of consistency that the community deserves to see especially from people of color who are in the scene they want to see hey does our community actually care about us those are ways that you actually show that because that means mm-hmm. that'll make them more safe the only reason why we uh, we have safe spaces is because we don't feel safe in our communities because we don't feel like we're heard um mm-hmm. things get looked past all the time like there's literally like a couple days ago there's this guy who's been the community for a while he um he says a lot of like just ignorant stuff he's like he's a bigot and you know sexist racist homophobic all that stuff and yeah yeah for some reason like that kind of stuff isn't checked and that's not just you know 
the Tekken community, but tons of communities, stuff mm-hmm. isn't getting checked. It's like people are listening, but they're not acting because if they feel like if they speak up, like, you know, it's a problem. Like, um, yeah, and I'm like, hold on now, no, because now what's happening is it's almost like we're saying that stuff is okay if we're not if we're, there's no if there's no consequences people are just going to mm. keep on saying this stuff and and then people who are getting targeted because of this type of harassment and hatred they feel like they have to make these safe spaces things will not progress further we'll, we'll come to a standstill if we don't change that so there needs to be a code of conduct there needs to be rules mm. put in place when things happen you need to make an example of that then and there do not yeah. wait there needs to be order um because like the, the the community is growing and the FGC is growing, but like we're always gonna have like we're gonna grow, then we're gonna stop, grow, stop, grow, stop a lot if we don't start really starting to put like some some like some like rules in place. And not just that, but genuine appreciation of the different types of people who uh, coexist in this in this scene with with us. Mm-hmm. Like we really have to have some, some true appreciation there, not just when it's convenient for your brand but yeah. because they actually contribute a lot to this community which people of color have and still do so mm. i've got another question but i just want to open up to the team laura donovan as then do you have any um any questions because i got one more question but now i've just forgotten it so. <laughs> <laughs> um, so i actually saw a video um a little while ago and it was, um, I think you were doing a piece on, um, forgive me if I get this wrong, but the Sa- uh, Sable Museum in Chicago? Yes. Yeah, and yes, I, yes. W- I thought it was really, really interesting listening to you on that, actually, because you talk a little bit about the activism, activism that the founder of the museum actually was involved in and how important that was to you. And you discussed artwork and self-expression and how that's another avenue for you to tell stories and connect with a viewer. And I've got to be honest, I had no idea you had that kind of involvement in artwork and that this other aspect of you I thought was so interesting. Could you tell me a little bit about that creative side that you're involved with? Oh, mm-hmm. well, I have a degree in fine arts. It's illustration. I'm an illustrator. And that's I, I, I've been, I was doing it for a very long time. Um, that's something that I wanted I wanted to do. I'm very artsy. Um, mm-hmm. It gets it. it gets, it gives me a type of expression when words are not enough and I always kind of use that phrase because I'm like sometimes I just don't have the words sometimes it's a really it's a type of day where you feel really heavy sometimes it's a day where you feel really good you just want to draw you just want to create and um the lines the colors they're ideas that come to life on paper and and maybe the stuff that you're feeling inside creating kind of is that outlet it's that outlet and um i always I, I must say i always did love that about um making work from an idea being in your head to sketching the different ideas on paper to having a finalized product in your own style you're 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 bring your it's a birth it's a birth of of different things coming from you um i think it's really healthy i think everybody should have an outlet but uh for me, since that was something that I went to school for, I definitely learned a lot about just having into that creative type of a uh, mindset. And I learned a lot because I, I use it with my 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 career now, mm-hmm. um, whether it's how I brand myself, um, what colors I use for thumbnails, um, when I video edit Adobe programs, like it all ties back into art. So how I express myself is is really huge with that. Uh, even writing, that's the creative creative uh, art as well and uh what uh your tone uh the the certain words that you use um i don't know it's always been very interesting i've always loved creating i've always loved illustrating and in writing so <laughs> it's always been i've never had a problem expressing mm-hmm. i might express a bit too much but uh <laughs> yeah. no I, no I definitely not a lot and i i'm glad i'm actually really glad i'm the way i am because I, I'm, I'm able in this type of space it's easy to kind of just lock yourself up emotionally because you mm-hmm. always feel like you have to be super strong especially with black women in this community we I, I always feel like it's like you know we we carry a lot we always feel like we have to be strong we always feel like we have to kind of you know nobody yeah. can ever see us cry or or, mm-hmm. or sweat because like they'll just assume that like our problems aren't real but yeah. but they are real 
and our concerns, our our feelings, and, and in general, like aside from the community, they do matter. Um, mm-hmm. And so, being able to like talk about that stuff with people who really understand it is is huge. So, being expressive like that is really like being creative like that and expressive has really helped me in regards to communicating with with people too. So. That's cool. That's amazing. That's amazing. I, I was gonna say, um, well, like with all that said, you know, what do you believe is is the future uh, future? of the fighting game community and just like online black communities, what would you be your ideal, you know, sort of vision of that? Uh, ideal vision of the gaming community. Yeah. So like if, if I don't know, you had a time machine and you could be, I don't know, 14 or, or just a young kid and you're in the future, what would be like the amazing, you know, the, the utopia for yes. a black gamer? Do you know what I mean? What would you see? Mm. So I think my utopia for, for, uh, for a black gamer would be not being called racial slurs at every turn. Um, uh, Being able to promote um, other black creators and and black professionals in the field without it always being, without there always being this question of why does it have to be about race? Um, Never a question, always an uplifting kind of thing. Never, it's never controversial because it shouldn't be. Um, You know, uplifting one race doesn't mean we're, downplaying others but obviously we need to be able we we have to be able to uplift our people because these companies aren't doing it um Mm -hmm. so that and and it being a healthy sort of space where all of the the different types of people in the space can coexist and still uplift their own but we all do it together we we do it for each other and um along with that more money being poured into that into the community um more sponsors for the community uh players players having actual salaries and having mm-hmm. contracts that involve health insurance because players and their health matter so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's something that's really overlooked because I really feel like with sometimes, you know, obviously the money is not there, but um, I feel like with a lot of like tournaments, it's just, you know, people don't think about this stuff, but it's like, Hey, you know, we're, we had these players, they're providing the hype for us. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. But nobody, I really don't think anybody ever really thinks about the players and we have to think about ourselves um, and in the long run. How does that affect us physically, mentally? Because being a competitor is very taxing on your mind and your body for gaming. It is. And um, so, yeah, that's that's ideally that's what I, I see. I see it being more healthy, more positive for, for, for casual members and for competitive players in the scene. Yeah, it's great. I think that's amazing and I'm so glad you're a coach because the ideas that you have and the way you're thinking is a very good thing to like pass down onto other people coming into this you know um it's not easy and I feel like you're right now a representative of Mm. you know fighting games community and and tech and especially and just passing down that knowledge things that people don't really think about and I know that must be a lot but you know because I feel like as black people you're always the representative representative of the entire race you know mm. <laughs> you oh, yeah <laughs> and it's just oh, like yeah. you do something that's how all black people must act yeah um and i know that must be a huge it's, it's, a, it's a it's a you know sometimes it is a bit much um a little bit because it doesn't happen yeah. often but when it does you just i get really annoyed by it <laughs> um a little bit because it's like you know you try and represent in the best way you can but you mm. know that it's like there's always gonna be somebody who, who just takes it and just puts it as a negative and yeah. they're like no you, you said like yeah i always have to remind myself to stay the course because what i'm doing i i know i'm doing it genuinely like because i mm. want to you know I'm, I'm trying to look up for myself but I'm, I'm also trying to make change and um you know with having a student who's a black woman i i couldn't help but be overjoyed about it to be honest mm. um because yeah. Like, you know, if it was any other race of woman, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have cared. That was fine. You know, like, as long as I got to teach a woman and, you know, pass on my knowledge. Right. But, but there was something really special about it. Having been able to like connect with someone who looks like me and understands me and, um, and she's my age. And, uh, even though I feel older because, you know, tech ages you terribly. (laughs) And, uh, (laughs) no, but like she, you know. When I I knew that I said I kind of feel less alone now mm-hmm. when it comes yeah. to because you know I I have her to like you know guide and 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 encourage you know I I I'm helping and I get so excited making these lesson plans for her because I see the potential and um 
I just had the second session with her and um, I, we streamed it. Right. And people learned a lot um, watching it. And, you know, she, she's so supportive. Right. And mm -hmm. I just, I, I was, I was talking with, with a loved one and I, I told him, I said, I just, I want to be able to, I, I said, I'm, I'm giving, I want to be able to pass down this knowledge to someone. Mm -hmm. And I said, I'm really glad it's her. I said, this is going to be so useful. And I said, I just, I just, I'm like, I want it to be used in the, in the way that it's supposed to be. And I said, she's, I think she's a really, she's going to be a really good person to have this information. I said, I see it. I, I believe in it. He said, I sounded like a mom and he thought, it was, <laughs> he, he thought it was the cutest thing, but I was like, that's how I feel. And I, and I said, I, I want to be able to pack, pass on my legacy and, and my knowledge so that it can make this place even better. I said, cause I won't always be playing this game at one, at some point, you know, like mm -hmm. at some point I, I, I'll just be doing probably the business side of it. And, yeah. and that'll be that. Um, but I want it to be in good hands. And in a black woman, yeah. Like, <laughs> it'll, promote, it'll just promote, it'll promote more people of color and women to, to kind of like mm -hmm. follow along with that. And that's that's my hope. And and, and I, I have so much faith in that because she makes me feel really positive about it. I think she's she's wonderful and she's always so eager to learn. It's just, it's it's been such a, an amazing experience. I love being a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> well, whether when it comes to the faith, we're there with you. We are there so with definitely, you. Definitely. And yeah. it's amazing. I'm sure she's grateful to have you and as just someone to look up to, you know. Mm. Um sometimes it's just seeing yourself represented. It's just like, oh, it's possible. When you see someone else, like I got to meet last year one of my favorite authors. She's a black author, um, Dorothy Cosson. And it was just meeting her, I was just like, oh. Like, and I got, I hugged her and it was just like, <laughs> you are why, like, I'm inspired to write because you were there, you know, kind of thing. And I feel like yeah. you're doing that for other people. They're mm. seeing you and they're like, it's possible to go into esports. It's possible to be a black woman in this space, taking over, being yeah. like everyone and just killing it. Yeah. So yeah. thank you, you know, for being mm -hmm. you. We're just really grateful that you're doing this. Yeah. As, you know, it's no problem. I I think it's 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 been easier to do it because there's so many supportive people, including you all, you know. Like there's always those people that are like very encouraging, right? And mm -hmm. and that makes it easier to to do what I do and, and not feel so like out of the crowd. Um but you know, like like when I when I for example, like when I teach, um or I don't really talk about some of my experiences I don't talk about. Sometimes it's one of those things where you try and just keep on moving and because when you when you kind of think about some of your experiences you're like wow that took a lot out of me or that was painful and was hard and mm -hmm. uh there's been instances like that with me in this scene um being able to talk to like uh when I talk to my student and, and I kind of explain to her like that you're human it's okay to be human uh you know pro players are human too like sometimes I even have to use my own situations you know to kind of tell her hey like I've been where you've been I understand how this feels. So, you know, I try and always relate myself to her so that she never feels uh, like we're different, you know, that we're very similar. So I always try and like use different instances where I, you know, struggled with something to kind of make her understand that we are very much so the same people, uh, you know, and, and that, you know, she like, she's as much of a role model for me as, you know, you know, the other way around kind of thing. Yeah. So. It's always very interesting. Um, it's kind of been like therapy. It's very, it's very, I, I don't really, because I never really talked about some of the things that I, I felt coming mm -hmm. up as a competitor. And you kind of just, I started talking to her. I mean, I just talked to her about it to show her, hey, everybody goes through something. And, mm -hmm. you know, we're more similar than you think when it comes to those things. Because a lot of times people think like, okay, there's a pro. And, you know, I'm this person. They don't really see us as humans sometimes. <laughs> And uh, but we are, we are. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, thank uh, uh, team. I don't know if we have any more questions, but I think we might be um, taking a little bit too much of your time, you little pro. It's but, um, so easy to keep going, honestly, because it's been really a pleasure is. just Inspiring. listening to all of your experiences. But we we understand we have to let you go eventually. So <laughs> so um to the MG squad. Please be sure to catch this interview in art, uh, no, in article form on the Meddling Gamer website. Follow the MG socials. You know what to do. Uh, thank you, team. And thank you, Cuddle. Thank I'm... you so much. You've thank been you. absolutely amazing yeah, and so been... inspiring. Mm. Honestly, it's just, 
I feel like this could go, there's so much to unpack from what mm. you said, from teaching to your come up to everything. It's just, mm. it's wonderful. Yeah, but you know, Carlo can do it on her socials, which is she's on Twitch, she's on YouTube, she's on Twitter, she's on Instagram. Gang, go and follow her because, you know, not only is she a teacher, but she's also a player. You get me? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, of course, we have a link to their webpage on our website. If you're not listening to us on our website, go and listen to us on our <laughs> website. The link will be posted. But honestly, it's been an absolute treat talking to you, Cuddle. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me and giving me the chance to speak. I, I know sometimes I have a lot to say, but I really appreciate having the, the platform here to do it. Thank you. Oh, you're most welcome. For. But yes. So till next time, MG Squad. Peace out.